Who will be Hugh Freeze's next 800-yard receiver? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every Wednesday, Mike G of The War Report, as we are live from the Locked On Auburn studios. Hugh Freeze has had a great run with offense as a whole. We talk about the quarterbacks that benefit from it. But obviously, if a quarterback's playing well, the wide receivers benefit from it as well. And there's an interesting list of Auburn wide receivers that you can make the argument for, right? You can make the argument for Cam Brown. You can make the argument for uh, Javarius Johnson. You can make the argument for uh, Landon King. I mean, you can make the argument, Mike G, for a lot of these dudes being the next guy. And I think some people, they see that list as like, oh, well, it's probably going to be more balanced. I don't think so. I I think we're going to see one or two guys really pop when it comes to production through the air this year. Yeah, listen, Coy Moore came on our show last year and said that he felt like Auburn had 2,000-yard receivers. Now, we... He was off. He was off on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he missed. Um, But a lot of things went into that. Sure. And, you know, I think his point was the talent is in the room, Zach. Uh, for that. So right. we saw Camden Brown emerge as a possible go-to guy. Tavares mm-hmm. Johnson made a lot of plays. We saw Coy Moore himself make plays at time when Robbie was on the run and plays were breaking down. Sure. So if they can be more consistent with the forward passing game, it's possible. Listen, Hugh Freeze's leading receiver has averaged just, you know, in the mid 800s in terms of yards receiving. Yeah. 864 to be exact. Uh, but, you know, can they – Get this forward passing game going, and you know who's going to be the guy who's going to be the 800-yard receiver. That would be a marked improvement for Auburn at receiver. Just have one guy cross mm-hmm. the 800-yard mark. I'm with you. I'm with you. And so I think you can make arguments of like, okay, Javaris Johnson probably has the most experience on this team. We've seen him kind of have these pop plays. I think Camden Brown probably has the best traits of anyone in this wide receiver room. Landon King, I think, probably has the best hands and the small sample size, the unfortunately small sample size that we've been able to see. But also upside of guys like Jay Fair, Amari Kelly impressed me um, a year ago. And then Coy Moore, a guy that we kind of saw him doing in a small sample size at LSU. And we were thinking, well, if that sample size just gets bigger, he could be productive. And that size didn't really get bigger, unfortunately. And so... You know, Shedrick Jackson's leaving. That's going to open up a lot of potential reps just naturally because of, you know, he played so much and for so long. Those guys are it's going to allow, you know, several hundred snaps of guys to be able to step in. But I don't know. There, there's an argument for so many of these dudes. And I think the easiest one for me is Camden Brown just yeah. because of what we've seen without really being given a whole lot a whole lot of opportunity, Mike G. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I'm looking at uh, guys like Jay Fair, mm-hmm. who, you know, maybe have an opportunity to make an impact from the slot, depending on how play calling goes, Zach. Uh, you know, there's guys who got lost in the conversation. My guy, Malcolm Johnson, still on the team. We haven't heard a lot, but the injury bug hit Malcolm. Sure. And, it, you know, it's hurt his chances. So we'll see if he can get back in the mix of wide receiver this spring. 
if he gets healthy. A lot will depend on quarterback and how consistently the quarterback can deliver the ball to these guys because they there weren't a lot of opportunities for them to be an 800-yard receiver. That's right. Right? Um, and, you know, John Samuel Sinker, the tight end, took a lot of, you know, receptions. So who's going to be that safety net for the quarterback when plays break down and, you know, who's the go-to guy? We identify Camden Brown is, is potentially a, a good jump ball guy. Is he going to go up and be able to get 50-50 balls yeah. for the quarterback? You know, and then who's going to be that burner? Javaris Johnson was consistently that guy that got behind the defense and in the slot made too. plays. In the slot, you know, does does Hugh Freeze view these receivers as the same thing? Because that's kind of what we said about this receiver room. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so many slot guys. Right. Even when Coy Moore announced he was transferring from LSU to Auburn, it's like, is this just another slot dude? And we saw him play more outside a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, that Malcolm Johnson, you know, he the, the two of them kind of battle for that spot throughout fall camp. But all in all, like, it, you know, you talk about John Samuel Shanker, um, but the the leader in receptions a year ago, Tank Bixby. And he's gone too, by I'm the way. Running back. I'm yeah. running back. Uh, speaking of which, probably one of the best pass, pass catchers on the team, Zach, uh, is Darquois Hunter. I agree with that. Man, he's yeah. got phenomenal hands for a running back. So, you know, going back to the wide receiver discussion, there are a lot of guys in that room. I think that they're very underrated. There's a lot of speed in that room. Right. We saw a list of, you know, of guys at wide receiver that were running, you know, sub four fives and mm -hmm. just, you know, they we've got they've got burners back there. So scheme, I think, hurt the receivers more than anything else. A poor scheme that did not, you know, kind of accentuate what they do best as a receiving core. You know, an O-line that didn't give the quarterback much time to yeah. there were just a lot of things there that hopefully Q Freeze can improve on o-line probably being at the top of the list because if the quarterback doesn't have time to find a receiver you know a lot of things go wrong yeah i mean you need a lot of things to go right when you when you complete and have an efficient passing game scheme is a big part of it offensive line is a big part of it you know quarterback accuracy is a big part of it and then you've got to get open as a receiver and yeah. so and then obviously catch the football which auburn's had some battles with so you know the question at the top of the show who is auburn's next 800 yard receiver I'll go first. Okay. I think it's Camden Brown. All right. I think it's Camden Brown. I think he's going to be so effective on the outside of the field. And we've seen Hugh Freeze have such success with big bodied receivers on the outside of the field. I think Camden Brown is a prototype of what Hugh Freeze would want. Yeah. I'm going with Coy Moore. Uh, I like his game. I like it too. I yeah. like his game. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, Auburn has done a poor job, I think. Um, at receiver in general over the last few years. Like last, you know, it's, we're not wide receiver. Yet. Historically, I yeah. mean, not even like the last few years, not even the last decade. Like we don't have a whole lot of like really solid receiver play. Yeah. The last guy that even snipped a thousand yards was Darvin Adams. He was close. Yeah. I mean, like 997. I yeah. Think. It was like three or four yards out. And right. 200 plus of those yards came in the SEC championship game. <laughs> right. So, sure. <laughs> I mean, he had a prolific game that year, that mm -hmm. game. Uh, but, I'm looking at Coy Moore, and I think that LSU has done a much better job identifying top receiver. I, I mean, they were overflowing with talent in the wide receiver room yeah. the last few years. So uh, I think that he has a chance to be a guy. He's already he's got more on-field experience than a lot of the guys that Auburn currently has that they're sitting behind him. Mm -hmm. If the scheme allows, if the opportunities are there, I'm looking at Coy Moore to have an 
hundred to thousand yard season if Auburn can get the forward passing game going this year. It'd be huge. All right. I wanna I wanna look at last year's numbers. Who improves? Who takes a step back? I think we're gonna agree on a lot of improvement across the board. Mm-hmm. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Um, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner across Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. For new customers, you can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. I'll take it. If it only takes $5, you get $150. That's that's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So all you have to do is go to FanDuel and use promo code LOCKEDON. So FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON. That's it. That's all you've got to do. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, looking at last year, we mentioned Tank already. So, obviously, he's not going to outperform what he did last year because he's not on the team anymore. So, Javarius Johnson leading the way for Auburn in receiving yards. He he had 493 a year ago, 26 catches for 493. Does he outperform that in 2023? I think so. Listen, the passing game was prolifically anemic last year. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, so your leading receiver, <laughs> I just think it was funny uh, when Kobe Hudson left, everybody was like, oh, no, how are we going to replace 500 yards? Like, we're never going to have a 500-yard <laughs> receiver again. Uh, but Javaris <laughs> Johnson, I think, does have – I think he proved he can be a go-to guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had uh, 26 receptions last year. And I think they find him more. I think they find him more this year. Yeah, I'm looking for him to have a 40 reception season. Okay. Right. And I'm looking for him to, you know, make more big plays down the field and chunk yards. Uh, so he averaged 19 a catch. That's not a bad. Again, that, that's got to come. That's got to come down. Right. Uh, Yeah, probably. But opportunities. Right? Yeah. 26 catches. You know, he wasn't targeted a ton. Right. But he made the most of the targets that he got. Mm-hmm. So you can't ask much more of him. I think in a better scheme, again, where you're scheming guys open. You see him have a bigger season. All right. And then Coy Moore was second in receiving last year, 314. Um, sounds like you think he will be more than that. Yeah, I think he can make an astronomical jump. So so you've got you've got Johnson at the slot, you got Coy outside. I do have Coy outside. And then outside. Camden on the other side. Correct. Is that kind of what you're thinking? I think those okay. are your guys right now. Now, anything can happen in the spring. So this is and our, Paul. Yeah, I mean, we got a while till we play football. Right. So. This is our way too early mm-hmm. outlook on wide receiver. Right. So I reserve the right to be uh, 100% wrong about this and delete this episode. No, no. The <laughs> internet is forever, my oh, friend. No. Um, Jarquez Hunter was third last year in receiving yards with 224. I bet he's around the same. I'll say he gets a hair more, but I think he's around the mm-hmm. same. Jedrick Jackson not coming back. John Samuel not coming back. Next up is Camden Brown after Tank uh, with 123. Obviously, uh, I, I think he's more. I think he's got a chance to be Auburn's leading receiver. I think he's got a chance to be on some all SEC teams. Like I think Camden Brown has a chance to be one of the best Auburn wide receivers that we've seen in a minute. Right. So when you look at what Tank Bigsby did last year, 30 receptions, I think more of those receptions go to receivers this year rather than safety valve dump-offs to the running back. Yeah, like Jarquez had 17. Like That's probably about... 
however many he needs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of those passes were were like almost lateral passes where, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, let's, let's do a quick out or something. Right. And even those weren't super accurate. So, you know, if we went back and looked at the numbers, a lot of those ended up incomplete anyway. Uh, again, the forward pass has to be a thing at Auburn University in 2023. And, and Robbie's touch on screens, like that just Got wasn't, improve. That Got just improve. wasn't great. So really the running backs would have more, especially Tank. Um, but yeah, so, Rob, Robbie's really struggled with that. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, short to intermediate passes was definitely the weakness in his game. And, you know, in golf – we have a we have a thing like everybody's in love with the driver. It's the it's the sexy club, right? Yeah. How far can you hit it? Right. Yeah. But the truth is, more strokes are lost in and around the green with the putter yeah. than anything. So sure. if you can't put, you're not going to be good at golf. Uh, the short to intermediate pass is kind of the equivalent to the putt in golf. If you can be accurate on those passes and pick up those five to six yards consistently, you can keep the ball moving. And when the defense starts to creep up. He hit him over the top, which he did really well he did. last year. He did. Yeah, which there was a lot of defenses uh, crowd in the box because <laughs> that was all Auburn could do on offense. Which receiver do you think it hurts the most if Robbie doesn't take that next step in the short to intermediate passing round? Do you think it hurts a Javaris Johnson or a Coy Moore? Uh, I, I actually think that some of the up-and-coming guys that I expect to play, like, like Jake Bear, I think it hurts these guys when they get in the game if he doesn't take the next step in those short to intermediate passes because those guys are going to get limited opportunities to get in the game and make an impact. Mm -hmm. And if you can't be accurate when those guys get in the game, it's going to be hard to see what Auburn has behind those ones. So you've mentioned Jay Fair a few times. Are you higher on Jay Fair than Amari Kelly? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Are you higher on Jay Fair or Nick Mardner? I'm higher on Jay Fair. Okay. So you like Jay Fair more than the 6'6 transfer coming in? I do. I do. I think that uh, he has got sneaky speed. I'm um, with you. His high school stuff's ridiculous. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at the work that he's doing in the offseason, this kid is constantly working. He's the model student athlete, Zach, mm -hmm. right? He's doing what he needs to do on and off the field. Uh, I think Coach Freeze is going to be in love with Jay Fair, well, you know, once he gets to know him, if he hasn't already. Do you do you like Jay Fair or Tarvarish Dawson more? Oh, I'm going Jay Fair. Wow. I'm going Jay Fair. Listen, whatever. Malcolm Johnson Jr. or Jay Fair. Right now, I'm going Jay Fair. Whoa. Right now, I'm going Jay Fair. So now, you have him as the number three receiver? Javari, or four. But you got him behind Moore, Johnson, Brown, and then Jay Fair? And Jay Fair. I really think that this, I'm, I'm really high wow. on him. Now, Malcolm's holdback is just injuries. To me, it's injuries. Uh, he's been injury-prone, and if you can't stay healthy, you can't stay on the field. But I do like him a lot. It's just I just think it's going to be an all-out war this spring. This staff has more to evaluate than you probably want to have, but I think there are a variety of good options there if these guys can stay healthy. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Malcolm reemerge as a as a as a, as a threat in this wide receiver race. Yeah. But right now, as it stands right now, you have to put him behind guys like Jay Fair. Okay. So who's throwing the ball to these wide receivers? It certainly matters. You guys had a podcast topic earlier this week. I think y'all are wrong on it. And okay. I want to touch on it in just a All moment. Right. right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. I love buying Auburn gear. Mike G loves buying Auburn gear. If you're watching or listening to an Auburn football show, in uh, mid to late January, you probably like buying Auburn gear 
as well. And you need to check out our friends at Alumni Hall. If you're in the Auburn, Opelika, or Huntsville markets, be sure to check out their in-person stores, the old-fashioned brick and mortar. Just type in Alumni Hall in your GPS, and it will take you there. But if you're not and you still want to support our friends at Alumni Hall and buy officially licensed Auburn gear, just go to alumnihall.com, whether it's apparel, stuff for your walls, stuff for your office, if you want cool knickknacks for your desk, whatever it is, Alumni Hall has you covered. Once again, their in-person stores, Auburn, Opelika, and Huntsville, and online at alumnihall.com. Earlier in the week, you guys put out an episode discussing if we are overlooking Holden Gurner. And I don't think anyone is. I don't think anyone is. And I want you to sell me otherwise. Um, okay, so there's a difference I want to clarify between Please. whether coaches are overlooking him and whether fans are overlooking him. Okay. Uh, you know, it's there's been a lot of talk about Robbie Ashford. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk about bringing in a portal key, right? So a lot of the focus. There, I think there still is. Right? And, you know, they didn't get one. And now you're going into the spring with – Robbie presumably as your QB one and holding Gariner right behind him. Yeah. So I personally don't think there's enough talk about holding Gariner when I say I feel like he's being overlooked. Um, you got to have a you got to have a solid backup in this league. Mm-hmm. You have to. So that's not uh, taking a shot at Robbie to say he's sure he's, he's not going to win the job. But you know he did he he played hurt. And what if he can't play hurt this season? If he gets hurt, you need a guy to come in and do the job. Now, in our conversations with Robbie Ashford, he has been so complimentary of holding Gariner. He's saying, this kid is the next thing, mm-hmm. right? He's like, he's going to be really good. He's young, but he's going to be really, really good. Sure. Everybody we've talked to about holding Gariner has said he's going to be uh, really, really good. Right. And my fear about you know all this talk about bringing in a portal QB is, is that this guy who's going to be really, really good isn't going to sit forever to wait for his turn, right? And I think that I want to see Holden Garner ball out. I want to see him push Robbie Ashford to the brink for the job. Mm-hmm. And if he's the best man, then I want to see him win it, right? right. So I just, I personally don't think there's enough talk about what this guy can do. In part, probably, it feels like half the fans wrote him off because the offensive line was so bad. And they just felt like if, if we put him out there, he's going to be a sitting duck. And this is going to be a new look offensive line. If they get that together, he's right. a real factor in this race. Yeah, I mean, his throwing mechanics are beautiful. I mean, the way the ball leaves his hand is, is, is great. I, I think I think the the timing of everything is really unfortunate for Holden Gurner. Yeah. With, with Robbie being a, a redshirt freshman the same year that Holden was – a true freshman. It's tough when the guy in front of you is starting and he's only a year older than you. Like right. that's that's tough. And so does that dramatically change when something that I think is very likely and Auburn goes out and gets a transfer quarterback in May? Does that change anything for Holden Gurner? Just kind of makes him continue to wait. And right. so I, I I would be surprised. If we're here four years from now and Holden Gurner still on this roster, I just I just would. I yeah. think I think the timing stinks. I want Holden Gurner to get every chance possible. And I want him, if he is the best guy to, to start. And I think I think there's a path where he certainly could be. But in today's age of college football, I just don't see that being super likely. Yeah. And 
I mean, look, he loves Brian Harson. He committed to Brian Harson early, mm-hmm. early into his um to his um you know Harson's tenure. So I I don't feel super great about the path of Holden Gurner to starting unless he just blows it out in the spring. I think this is his chance. I think the next six months of Holden Gurner as an Auburn Tiger is going to determine if he stays here or not. Yeah, listen, if you're Holden Gurner and you don't win the job, your hope is is that Robbie Ashford is phenomenal and goes pro. Right. Yeah. And because at some point, the better programs are convincing kids to sit and wait their turn. Right. Right. Alabama started a pipeline of quarterbacks. Listen, Mac Jones sat behind Jalen Hurts and two mm-hmm. and then got his shot. We've all seen the the famous picture where they're all like, you know, next to each other. in the Yeah. Locker room. I, yeah. At, at some point, you have to feel like I'm waiting my turn, but the guy in front of me has earned it and he's the guy. But when it's my turn, when he's gone, I think it's changing, my time. I think changing coaching staffs, though, in the middle of your time at a school hurts you. Maybe, but if you go out this spring, like you said, this mm-hmm. is a shot, yeah. and you ball out, you quiet a lot of that portal QB talk. Because if you go out and, and he just goes well, maybe, bonkers. Maybe. I, I, think the, I think the QB portal talk isn't going to go away, regardless of what Robbie or Holden does. Because... We're all expecting TJ to leave. Now, if TJ doesn't leave and TJ kills it, that's a very interesting conversation. But you need four quarterbacks. And so, like, you got Hank Brown coming in. You'll have him. Mm-hmm. But does TJ leave? Like, that? that's what kind of gets interesting. He graduates, so we're thinking that he's going to. You got to think he's going to go and get a fourth quarterback. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know if it is going to quiet that talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, here's what I would say to that. Uh, you. If you know, if you're going out to get a portal QB, and this is where Auburn needs to get, that guy needs to clearly be better than the people that you have on your roster. Sure. Now, I don't know that there was a name in the portal that really blew me away at quarterback uh, of the names that we heard emerge and that Auburn might be interested in. You know, there were some guys that I thought showed some promise and and maybe you McCall. know McCall. Grayson right? McCall. Yeah, yep. I think McCall was probably the most impressive name. All the other ones that fired me up were guys that were rumored rumored to hit the portal and didn't. And didn't. Yeah, like Pratt with uh, with Tulane. So last year, Zach, the the QB portal class felt like it was nuts. Mm -hmm. Caleb Williams in there and Spencer Rattler in there and all these guys that were just jumping programs. This year, I'm not sure there's a Caleb Williams in this portal class. And, you know, you got to start – got to get to a point where you're developing the guys you have. The the, the biggest name was Sam Hartman, but he entered the portal and it's like he's going to Notre Dame. So it's it's not even a story. So – I mean, that's one that could be so big. I don't know if Notre Dame's set up to, like, win around him year one, but, like, I think Sam Hartman's a stud. So I, I do, too. That's probably, the like, the main one. But outside of that, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. And, I mean, Spencer Sanders was, like, the most decorated guy for forever. And yeah. half of the Auburn fan base, myself included, was like, I don't know if he could beat out Robbie. Yeah, like, right. I, don't, I don't know. And then it sounds like Hugh Freeze kind of backed off of uh of that recruitment which i love that all these people are saying that he picked Ole miss over auburn and it's like i don't think that's I don't true think they pursued him that i don't I, I can't find anybody credible that has said that auburn offered him i just can't find it right i actually look into it as well too and uh nobody that i talked to close to the program i'm with him even hinted i'm with that they were going that hard after him i think he was a guy that they looked at mm-hmm. on paper but you know, if you're looking at his touchdown to interceptions ratio versus you know the you know Robbie's shortcomings 
or what he does with his legs. Yep. I'm just I don't know, man. I it didn't look like you. it was a super sexy choice. I'm with you. Um the war report. How can people check out everything you got going on? Ah, yes. Um, we got lots of stuff. It's off season. So we're bringing some original content to you, uh, both on podcast and on YouTube. Check out our recent interview with Cole Kublik. Ooh. He <laughs> gives us a lot of spicy stuff. Cole always speaks his mind. So we're always happy to have him. There on. was a story at AuburnDaily.com about that. There was, Mike there was. He said a lot of interesting things in that interview. So go check us out at the war report on every social media platform. And you can find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.